<clears throat> this is going to be a weird one. Uh, this is episode, what episode is this? I think it's six and a half. I'm going to say half, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm going to say six and a half here in a second. But, I believe, I believe it is. Sick. Damn it. It needs to load. My phone, I'm trying to pull it up on Spotify, but it's not. Oh, no, what if I shut my Wi-Fi off? It'll go fast that way. I think it may. It did. Yep, okay. So this is episode six and a half of these Always Hard Podcast. My name is Max. <clears throat> yep, so... uh as you can hear, or maybe not hear, uh, n nobody wanted to record with me. So this is just going to be like a 30-minute monologue of just whatever the hell I want. Uh, I'll probably just be bitching about some stuff. Uh, that, that That's really all I have for this one. Uh, the first thing up on the chopping block, Greg Marcus from Marcus Theaters. Now... Here's the thing about Greg Marcus. I'm sure he's a great guy. But I don't like him. I'll tell you why I don't like him. So Warenberg Theaters. So so let's wind the clocks back. Warenberg Theaters. It started off. So Warenberg Theaters. It was a good theater. Cinema, I think it was. It was either Cinema 11 or 17 in the St. Charles area. Always, always used to go to that one. It's fantastic. But. I will say this, but as soon as Gregory Marcus bought it, I there was a sheer, sheer drop in the quality. Now, I'm not sure what Marcus Theaters did, theaters, theaters did before and where they were before because I, I've never heard of Marcus Theaters before Warenberg, at least from what I can recall. So, where they come from and where they got the money to buy Warenbergs, who knows? Because I know they were making money. Warenberg Theaters had to be making money. So, for them to sell out like that, there must have been a lot of money involved. I don't know what it sold for, but I'm sure it was a lot. But there's been just a sheer decrease in quality. I, I don't know what it is. But... It, it just it just hasn't been as good. And some people tell me, Max, just go to the AMC. The AMC in St. Charles isn't good either. Okay, here, here I, I had a, a bad experience. And a lot of people will fight me tooth and nail that I'm wrong. But I had a bad experience there. And I will never go back. And this is why. So me and my father, we we're going to see It, the first one, when it first came out. The movie itself, just okay. But the experience we had there, even worse. We got there, so first off, so we're we're sitting at home, I think it was, and it just came out, and he's like, you want to go see a movie? I'm like, okay, you know, so we go online, so how we always did the tickets is we'd go online, and we'd buy them that way, and that was that was probably the easiest way to do it, you don't have to deal with anyone, you just walk in, boop, scan a code to a machine, it <laughs> spits out your tickets, you have, you know, bold and brash, rip them up, whoever was the ticket person, usually there wasn't someone there. Go, oh no, this is with the AMC one. No, I'm thinking about the, 
the where I'm, I'm still gonna call it the Warenberg, the Warenberg's Theater. That's what I was thinking about. But no, the AMC one. It was how does the AMC one? Work? No, I think it's the same principle. You have those people you walk in, and it's to their your right, and that's where all the all the goons are that do all the ticket stuff. And then like to your left, like down this big big open uh, lobby, that's where all the concessions are. So they go, so we get there, I think we did it online, and it was a whole debacle. So we finally get it, and we're sitting dead center of the movie theater. Best seats in the house. That's where all the sound is set up at. Great seats. We get there, we go um, uh, get our tickets and everything, we go get our snacks or whatever, of course, pay more for the snacks than we do the actual tickets. But we get in there, and it turns out the seats are all the way against the back wall. That doesn't make much sense. I don't know why it was like that. I saw him do it. He did it himself. So unless both of us are delusional, which there is a good possibility that could be, the seats were incorrect. Now, I don't understand how it would have done for the app if they would have gotten the seats farther back, like where we would be sitting there if our seats just wouldn't exist. But... Anyways, I'm a see. Here's the thing. So I was listening to some of the past podcast, and I feel like I talk too fast. So I'm gonna try to talk slower on this one, and see if that does anything. Anyways, back to the story. Like you said, it's 30 minutes. Whatever the hell I want. It's so going back to it. We're sitting the very, very back. Now, you know that's not preferable, but whatever. So we're sitting in the back. And and we sit down, and these were the, the they call it the like through the recliner seats that pretty much every single movie theater in America now has the those recliner seats, and they weren't plugged in for some reason. Why they weren't plugged in, and why it had not been brought to anyone's attention, is beyond my understanding. That's like half their job there at the movie theaters to make sure the seats work and to make sure people get overpriced popcorn. That's it. That's all they do. Other than that, I'm pretty sure the machine that plays the movies, they just throw in a thing and hit play. And and, and that's it. It can't be that hard to run a movie theater. I'm, I'm, I mean, it, it, it just can't. But maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I, I, I've never ran a movie theater before. I've only attended. I've never worked at a movie theater. So I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass there. But we go... And the seats aren't plugged in. So we let someone know. It takes them like 10 minutes to get them plugged back in. At this point, so the movie was supposed to start, by the way, at a certain time. We'll say 5 o'clock. The movie's supposed to start at 5 o'clock. Turns 5 o'clock. Of course, all the previews and stuff go on. Get maybe halfway through the previews. And er, the machine freezes up. And there's a, someone walks out and is like, yeah, uh, it's going to be like 15 minutes, 15, 30 minutes for us to get this fixed. And he was right. It took a minute for them to fix it. What happened? Who knows? But finally... Kind of going to the, getting back to the movie. Well, getting to where the movie was playing. So the seats get sorted. They get whatever they had to sort out up in their little little penthouse box up there that plays the movie. And they, so it's playing. And as it's playing, if you, I don't anyone who's been there knows, on some of the seats, there's a glass panel that sits there. And this glass panel looks like it hadn't been cleaned since it came off the factory floor. It looks like a bunch of little kids wouldn't put their greasy, sweaty, kid germ-ridden fingers all over this glass 
think it was all it was all smudged up. People looks like they put their feet on it. It was it was not it it, it was just not a good experience. It really takes you out of the movie when some dirty good for nothing piece of glass is sitting and obstructing your view. There's there's really nothing more annoying than that. I mean, like I said, that that's half the job of the movie theater. And make sure you can see the goddamn movie. I, I'm, that's that was the only reason why we were there, and that had not been fulfilled. Fulfilled, F- fulfilled. That's another thing I've been noticing that I don't pronounce my words. I don't articulate my words very well. So I'm I'm gonna have to work on this. This is an experience for all of us. So going back to the story. I was seeing how much time we had. I have. It's not we, it's I. We're ten minutes into this. So going back to the movie, yes. Yeah, so long story short to wrap it up, movie was just okay, but that, that wasn't anything the theater could theater could do. Uh movie started late, seats weren't plugged in, dirty glass, and I felt like we were being condescended to by the uh, condescended to from the employees by the employees however english works in that context but it just i just don't understand like i said i'm not used to running that i i i work at a sandwich shop i don't run it but i do enough around there i feel and it that that's not super taxing. It's taxing. Don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not impossible. I think. Well, it takes the, it takes the right kind of person to do it. Definitely. I take that back. It 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 does take the well. Well, I guess to run anything, that the biggest part is just managing people, and that's really not the biggest problem per se. This is boring, isn't it? I don't think anyone wants to listen to this, but I'm going to keep talking. We'll just do like 20 minutes instead of 30. I think that sounds like a better idea. What else? Let's see here. Oh, you know what I could talk about? So back when I went to Tulsa, I'll tell some stories from that because no one else wanted to do this podcast with me. (laughs) Okay, so we were down. We were down in Tulsa, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were down there for for a show, me and my father, and we we got our hotel room. And that that night, so we checked in. Everything is all good. That night, uh, our TV wouldn't work. So my father calls up to the front desk, and he's like, "Hey." Our television does not work. What are you going to do about it? Basically, is what he said. He was like, like um, that's pretty much the gist of what he said. There's like, oh, oh, well, are you sure it's not working? And me and him both look at each other. He's like, yeah, it's. I, we can confirm that this is an unfunctional TV. Like, so the state of this television, to provide some context, you'd be able to turn it on and. You know like how uh so uh, you know how your TV so it's like a black screen when it's off and you turn it on and it's like a a lit black like it's not it's not black black like you can tell like there's there's light there it's like a a black light 
almost if that makes any sense. It's ever everyone here watches TV. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But that's how it was. So you'd turn on and it'd pop up like that, and you could still navigate the menus or anything. It's just it was just none of the channels. Like you type in like the channels and stuff. Like oh, I want to watch Channel Two. Like anything you wanted to punch in, it worked. But as it, so it's like you know on the TVs you'd hit like two for Channel Two or whatever, and it'd pop up two in the upper left hand corner. And then it'd switch over, it'd take a second, and then it'd switch over to the channel. This one just wouldn't switch to the channel, so we couldn't get any actual outside input to the TV. So all the TV internals were working, just none of the outside input, none of the cable stuff's working. So my father's on the phone, my father's on the phone, he's calling off the front desk trying to figure it out. I'm currently, I'm jacking with the TV, so I'm like making sure everything's plugged in, making sure the t cable uh, wire's all in good, which everything was good, everything checked out. So, they send, they're just like, okay, okay, well, 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 the owner normally does this and looks at it, but he he's in bed right now. And he was like, okay, so uh, we'll just send what we got up, and our tech guy is not here right now. And uh, Okay, so whatever, so they sent what I can say the equivalent of an off-brand um, Bob Ross. This guy looked he he had he had like the like half an afro kind of thing. I'm trying to picture him now. He had half an afro kind of thing. Definitely, you could tell he was he he smoked the wacky tobacco before he and there and there was this chick who who followed him. And it's like he, I don't know if he was dating her, but there was definitely some kind of tension there. I don't know what it was. But he was up there. She was up there. They were both up there. And he was jacking with it. And she turns to both of us and he goes, yeah, I'm just here for moral support and to see what he does. Okay. Well, we didn't need to know that, but which none of us said that. But um, but that's what she said, at least if I memory serves. So they go. He's jacking with it. He makes sure he basically does the same exact thing I could do. They ought to be paying me by now. He just makes sure everything's plugged in and goes, Yep, it all checks out. And he go and he's jacking with the remote and he turns it off and back on again. And of course, nothing. And they leave and there's like, Yeah, uh, we're 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 gonna have to go contact the owner. And then as they're like halfway walking out the room, they're arguing about who's gonna call him. Who cares who calls him? At this point, I didn't even want. I didn't even want to watch the TV. It was just my father who wanted to watch the TV, which he did. We it wouldn't even be like actively viewing the TV. It's just something he likes to have the TV on when he goes to sleep. I don't. I like to just have the silence. But he's. I mean, he's just a different man. I guess he's just built different. So he goes. Uh, so we're looking at it. I go walk back up, still just tri at this point triple checking with all the checks that's been done on this TV that everything's cool. I of course come back with a positive report report card for it, and my father, uh, as he's like thinking like, well, I don't know what to do. Then all of a sudden, a uh, phone call from the from the hotel phone because that's how like the front desk calls everything picks it up. Hello, yes. Uh, so the we got off the phone with the owner. They said and uh. They're just like, have you tried unplugging it, plugging back in? Oh, and this is coming from the people who were just in the room like five, ten minutes ago. Uh, probably not even ten minutes. Probably less less than ten minutes, but over five minutes of so that weird gap there. 
we'll just say five minutes. Five minutes ago, they leave, comes back. Have you tried unplugging and plugging back in? Well, no, we haven't because you were just here and we didn't think of it. And obviously you didn't. So we go. Oh, that's not what we said, of course. But we go unplug it, plug it back in, and it works like a charm. Cool. All right. Well, that's all we need. Second night comes around. TV's still broken. Uh, same exact problem. Do it again. Fixes up. But that was the hotel TV scandal scenario issue, if you will. But we were going down then. So, okay. So, skip forward. It's past the show or backwards, I assume, depending on how you look at it. This is the on the second night. At or there. So the first night, of course, we got there in the evening. We got some dinner, went to bed, woke up, went to the show. And then we were going out to dinner afterwards now. And we went to some place called, like, I think it was, uh, like, like Loila's or Lola's or something like that. I don't know. It was like a New Orleans-themed bootlegger restaurant slash bar. So it was cool. It's a cool theme. Uh, and, it was, and it was well done. Um, uh, the atmosphere was really good. They had really, really good chow. But before we actually went into the restaurant, we were walking up and down the strip. So the whole time we're there, my father was looking for some allocated liquors. And we were going and stopping at different stores, and we, we really couldn't quite find any. And any any of the ones he's looking for. So we went up, uh, but as we were driving to the restaurant, so we get, so uh, I'm a horrible storyteller. Wind the clocks back. We get there at the restaurant, look at it. Uh, we'll, of course, walk up like, oh, you a reservation? Or, well, you didn't have a reservation, just like a table for two. They're just like, yeah, it's going to be like an hour. And like, okay, so, well, but at that point, apparently my father had been there before. Good restaurant, that's where we wanted to go. So it's like, okay, we'll wait. We can, we can, we'll be okay for an hour. We go and we're walking up and down this trip. We, uh, we found a we found a liquor store. So we stopped in there, couldn't find anything, and then we we walked down to this the this soap shop. So we're, we're we're walking down and yeah. So we're walking down, and all of a sudden I see bubbles, and I go, "Are those are those bubbles? What the hell are bubbles doing here on the sidewalk?" And we turn the corner, and there's a soap shop right there, like a like a handmade artisan craft soap shop. We've got a couple around here, but I walk in immediately. This man who told us multiple times who was married for twelve years flamboyantly waddles his way over to us. Hey, and all the all the um uh, choice things. He comes over to us. I mean, he, let me, I'm, I'm making him out a little fruitier than he actually was. But he, like a normal man, walks over to us and he's like, "Oh, hey, you know how you guys doing?" It's like, "Oh yeah, we're you know we're good. Just you know just waiting for some chow." It's like, "Oh, across the street, the Lola's." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Okay, well, let me give you the rundown." And he was showing us like all the soaps and stuff. And he was very, uh, they they had a very uh, uh, clean green mission statement very zero packaging so but basically everything in there had had little to no packaging if it was in like a bottle it was a white bottle paper label and and, and that was it there's no colors or anything like that all the soaps there was just one label on the front soap 
like display soap and then all the soaps behind it. So they had soap stacked up. So the front soap had a label, all the soaps behind it. It was just no labels. It was just a bar soap. And basically how they did it was is like five bars of soap for 25 bucks, I think it was, or 20 bucks. And then they had uh, some other things, like they had some, like, they called it, like, shave something, but it was basically, like, a circular bar, and you could swipe it over wherever you're shaving and shave it. So they had that. They had these things called bubble scoops, they called them. And apparently they're, they're just these little things. They look looked like, they, they almost kind of looked like, you know, uh, in, like, the cartoons, or I guess in real life as well, like those ice, or like a perfect example on the on the front of an ice cream carton, to where there's that like scoop. It's like the ooh the raspberry or the vanilla or whatever it is, whatever ice cream flavor picture picture fancy, and it was like that 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 scoop that perfect dome scoop, and then the the little flared up outsides there towards like clearly the ex- excess that was picked up there. It, it looked like that. And, of course, all of them were imperfect because all of them obviously were crafted in-house. They had a whole soap bar, which I've seen those before. And I'm kind of curious, what is a soap bar? Because when we were there, it was like a 10-year-old's birthday party. And they were all sitting there, all making, like, bath bombs. Oh, yeah, that's another thing they had. They had bath bombs. But they were all like hand making bath bombs, which is actually for a a ten year old girl's birthday party. That's that's a pretty cool idea, actually. I, I quite like that. If I was ten years old and also a female, I think I'd do that myself. But um, but I've never understood because I've I've seen those off off First Capital, First Capital in Saint Charles. There's a soap shop, and I, I don't know the name of it. But they, they kind of have, like, the same kind of premise and stuff. But they have a very... Uh, they had a smaller display room. Actually, you know, it's probably about the same size display room. The shop in Tulsa. But uh, compared to the shop off First Capital that I'm talking about now. Probably the same size showroom. But the one in Tulsa had a lot more um, items. And it. It, it was just denser. There, there's a lot more purchasable items in that area. Um, but then they also had the soap bar, like the one off First Capital has. And I'm, I just, I'm trying to think because I went and I've been in the one off First Capital a multitude of times. I've never bought anything from them. I've just been a looksy-loo. But I've, I've always wondered what those soap bars are for. I don't know if it's like allocate your own, your own smells. If you just mix and match your, your smells and and get it to how you want to smell, or if it's, like, I I, I don't know, because it's, it's a proper bar, to where, like, there's shelvings behind it, and the bar and stuff, and you have, like, you know, your top shelf, I guess, soaps, and then your mid-shelf and all that. It's, your, it's like a whole bar with bar stools and everything, but I just, for, for the life of me, I, I, I don't know what it could be used for. I guess the same exact thing. I guess if you wanted to to make your own own soaps, but I don't know how long it takes to make soap. It can't be that long, can it? No. I mean, it's just. Well, I don't even know what soap is made out of. If you want, 
if you want my honest take on it. I don't think I've been on this planet planet long enough to to wonder about where soap comes from. Like what what it's made out of. I'm sure a quick Google search can can take care of that. That's the nice thing about being in the information age. Is you just Google anything and you find it. Okay, what is soap made of? So according to Google, soap by definition is fat or oil mixed in an alkali. Oh yeah, soap or oil mixed with an alkali. The oil uh, is from an animal or plant, while the alkali is a chemical called lye. In bar soap making, the lye is sodium hydroxide. Liquid soap requires potassium hydroxide. Now we're all a little bit wiser when we know where soap comes from. But honestly, I, I think that's it. I think that's 20 minutes and. I think this is going to be boring, so I'm not going to go past this. I think I'm not even going to edit this. I'm, no, I am going to. You know, I'm. I got to cut the beginning off of it. But other than that, that that's it. This is this has been episode six and a half. We're going to call it because no, none of my friends wanted to record with me. So that's it. That's 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 the half podcast. Sorry, sorry for the shitty upload. That's that's all you get. Don't complain. Don't be a bitch. That's no wrong button. That's it.